0: The truth. I wanna make them an awful camp Yeah, man, you really tied the to room together. Don't judge me. Rocky. You're a wizard. Harry. <laughs> Why so serious? Here's Johnny. I
1: wanna play a game. Welcome to Lords of Film episode 20 i'm kyle davis and with me is justin shamlin
0: what is lord of films what that that is is a
1: very good question this is very much a we're just going to do it live and see what happens kind of thing because we have not actually done an episode of lords of film in uh a while i want to say it's been a little over a year i think the last time we did it it, the last time we did an episode of this we were talking about spider-man uh far from home not the one that the last one no way home far from home. Homecoming. It's all the same. <laughs> Spider Man MCU number three.
0: <laughs> it's it's when it's the it's the movie where Spider Man realizes that he's a, uh that he's really Peter Parker, and then he decides he's going to give up being Spider Man. He just wants to he just wants to be a pizza delivery driver.
1: That's a very interesting concept. I've never heard of that happening before.
0: Um. So episode twenty of Lords of Film. It's been like Kyle said. It's been over a year. Some things that we want to talk about that have nothing to do with Batman but has to do with other nerd things that we enjoy. Um, Harry Potter. We're talking some Star Wars today, and maybe even do a trailer breakdown. Just depends on um, time. So to get into this episode, Kyle, let's let's talk about some Harry Potter.
1: So <laughs> that's a- that's a very non-controversial topic these days.
0: Before we get into like the Harry Potter talk, did you have you are you caught up on all
1: the Fantastic Beasts films? I saw two of them, and I have not. I've not seen the third one. That was, I have not, seen but I, I've I've actually listened to a lot of people talk about the movie. So I haven't even so, heard anyone talk about so the movie. So take that for how you will. Like, I have I, I know what happens in the movie. We need to get into it.
0: what happens in the movie i don't know
1: <laughs> uh grindelwald tries to become the new prime minister and he tries to rig the election by using a magical deer that can reveal the truth in people's hearts but he like creates a fake deer what <laughs> yeah so 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 he tries so basically he tries to lie his way into becoming the prime minister but little <laughs> does he know there's another magical deer that's being protected by Newt Scamander. Not, you're, you're lying. No, man. go go look at plot synopsis. There, there's yeah, literally a know. magical deer thing, and that's what he's trying to use to become the prime minister. <laughs> I am not joking. <laughs> what? I'm so glad I did not see this. Yeah, like, like literally, this it's a magical creature that can... Uh, revealed to others whether or not somebody is true of heart or whatever, and he's like, alright, I'm gonna use so this... The
0: plot of sh- the first Shazam movie? Kind of. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, it is It is stupid how it's like, oh, there's Grindelwald, the known criminal that was locked up a year ago, but the deer says he's a good person, so we're gonna go ahead and allow him to become the the prime minister or whatever. What?! <laughs> <I don't understand. laughs> what? Yeah, because cuz apparently people in the Wizarding World would rather just listen to a magical deer than, you know, use their own brains.
0: Um so the reason that we're talking about Harry Potter um is because uh HBO Max is getting like super close to doing a uh television series based on the original Harry Potter books um but before we talk about those i just i don't like i don't know how you feel about this kyle i have my thoughts on it i've always been a proponent of going back in time talk like because i love the world of harry potter i love the wizarding world i've always submitted like the way to you know to to do more interesting things in regards to harry potter would be go back and talk and tell a story not talk, but tell us tell us story of how Hogwarts was kind of like, you know, founded. You know, you had the world between. Yeah,
1: that's the thing. Like stuff. between the books, there is already so much, like lore about the founding of Hogwarts and the original founders and their adventures that they could have drawn from to create a to create a show. Or even if they don't want to do that, there's still a whole lot of other plot threads that they could have latched onto. Like there's a bunch of other wizarding schools. There's the American School. Mm-hmm. uh you know the other ones in Bulgaria there's Asian schools like they could have gone to a different part of the world and done something different but instead they're like, what have we just retold the plot of the th- seven books again?
0: I mean um, before before we start talking about that I, like like the, like you are right there is so much in the lore that they could be doing. I mean like I thought that they would be doing uh the uh what's the what's the what's the playbook that she wrote?
1: Ah, uh, the cursed child.
0: Um, pretty, pretty interesting. You know, take on you know older the older characters of Harry, Hermione, and Ron. I think I think that what she should have done was write another, you know, another like I to me just like continuing on with the characters. Would be interesting or just going back to talk about the war between Salazar Sly- Slytherin, you know, Godrip God, God, Gryffindor, you know, Helga Hufflepuff, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Like to me, that's like – that would be more interesting than kind of like rehashing, you know, the, the original mm-hmm. – uh, material and serializing it you know in television and i'm okay with them doing that i just think it's kind of like to me just kind of there's opportunity there because there are a lot of things that are not in the in the films that were in the books. so you know you lose a lot of stuff you know especially post uh prisoner of azkaban you know once you get into the goblet of fire you know that book's ginormous you know you have uh just it just to me it just it's it's interesting to kind of to kind of um to think about you know that this is going to be you know it's getting it's it's not official but it's basically like they they're they're I guess they would say it's in development so let me read you from deadline the long rumored harry potter tv series for hbo max is on track to clear the biggest hurdle in its path to the screen a deal with the book's author jk rowling who has creative control over any expectation of her work. Warner Brothers is in talk with Rowling to join the project as a producer. Deadline is confirmed. Once she comes on board the project, which is in its nascent stages, is expected to look for a writer. As first reported by Bloomberg, that general ideas for each season. The potential TV series do, is to focus on one book in the Harry Potter uh, book series, which consists of seven novels. I still I still think they're going to figure out a way to do, get to like season eight or season nine. Just like they did in the like in the film. Yeah, yeah that,
1: that's a, that's a thing because that's like well, okay if they want to do one season per book, the first three books are pretty short, comparable to the last four. <laughs> like, are they just gonna do like oh well these are gonna be like twelve episode seasons and then the other ones are twenty four episode seasons or like I I don't know how the heck they're gonna handle all that.
0: Like and like that's interesting to kind of like. I mean, I mean, they're gonna have to sign they're gonna have to sign up there like to me, like this this isn't this isn't a done deal to me. Because I mean, you got to find producers, you gotta find writers who wanna write for the series. And if you know anything about television, keeping writers and showrunners on for the length of a series is very challenging. You're constantly I mean, how many different writers and showrunners were with The Walking Dead?
1: You know, how many different
0: writers and showrunners were, you know, on Game of Thrones? You know, the writer's room is constantly changing. You're constantly getting new showrunners. You're getting new producers. You know, like to me, like I just I don't I think it's going to happen. Like I'm pretty sure it will happen. It's just like they have to make sure that they they have a core group of people you know, like, like David Heyman, David Heyman was the one who kind of was like the exec producer kind of produced all the all the movies, you got to find those people that want to stay in this world for seven, eight, nine years, because, you know, writing the series is going to be, you know, if it's going to be serialized, you know, what, how do they do the serialization of, you know, a Tell you know of these books. You know what's going to be in, what's not going to be in. How do you make this compelling? Because you already have a series of film. To me, like I always thought, what they should have done is instead of doing a television series, I think a television series is a good idea. But they should have done, you know, like I said, like they could have done, you know, my idea. You know, go back in time. But they, why not just reboot it as a as a movie and just be a little bit more faithful to the books and you know feel like. I don't know, like, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, that could have been one direction they they could have taken, but part of me thinks the reason they didn't do that is because of the failings of the Fantastic Beasts movies. Uh, I think the last two did not perform at the box office the way they wanted, and so maybe they're thinking that Harry Potter at the cinema is just not a thing, or... I, I don't know. Who knows what they could have been thinking? I but
0: I, I, I disagree because if you look at like Hog the Hogwarts Legacy game, like that was like like that was a hugely popular game. It made hundreds of millions of dollars, very well reviewed. You know, it's just all about the execution of
1: right. I mean, have you? But have honestly, you I think it's game? I think the success of the game is what spurred them to even go through with this idea in the first place. Mm-hmm. But again, I think it's still the failings of the Fantastic Beasts movies that make them want to pursue a different avenue than movies.
0: So the first Fantastic Beasts film, um,
1: that would be oh. close to a billion. I'm I'm pretty sure. Eight hundred
0: fourteen million at the box office. Yeah that that and did- it was. I'm trying. And it was had a rotten tomato score of a seventy four percent off of three hundred forty seven reviews. The average rating was six point eight out of ten. Let me let me find the next film one second. Um, And then you have Fantastic Beast: The Crimes of Grindelwald, which I remember going to see this film with my mom. And once like it's like ends the last like twenty five minutes of the movie. Me and my mom kept on looking at it and
1: she was like, "What is going on?" That is a, it is this a weird movie. We we could almost do a whole episode just talking about the weird structure of that
0: movie. So, uh, um, this movie, uh, the Crimes of Grindelwald that made six hundred fifty
1: four million.
0: So obviously not as you know well received, and it had the barely 30-
1: success, yeah.
0: Yeah, it had a 36 percent on Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> and then The Secrets of Dumbledore, which I have not seen, because um, I think this was supposed to be like a series of five movie, five movies. This movie only made 407 million, and yes, like this is you know like uh, that's
1: that's still really good by most movies standards, but this is Harry Potter and the, like the level of marketing and per. Funny that goes into these this, is this
0: huge. This movie had a approval rating of forty six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's just to me, it's just like you have the ingredients there. You have J.K. Rowling. You have you you have the structure. You have the story. Why couldn't they hack? Why couldn't they? Why couldn't they get to a point where these films? I didn't. I wasn't looking for these films to be as tight as Harry Potter were. But I was looking for these films that do better than, you know, I thought mid '80s on Rotten Tomato score, you know, you know, and then each film doing you know eight, nine hundred million, to, you know, worldwide. That should have been, you know, you have really good actors in it. You had you know Eddie Redmayne, you had Johnny Depp in one of them. You had you know you had all these different actors in it, all these stars. I mean, Ezra Miller's in it. Clearly one of the most famous actors.
1: Everybody loves Ezra Miller.
0: Yes. So <laughs> it's just kind of like one of those things where it's just like, what, why couldn't they figure that one out? And so like, and that's like my thing, you know, I think the original Fantastic Beast films were supposed to be a to- in total like five. I, I believe five, so. Yeah. Five or six. Um, And like, I was really excited. Like I thought that, you know, after the first one I was like, all right, they established, you know, kind of the re-entry into the wizarding world you know they 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 have different characters but they were missing things that potterheads loved they were missing you know the hogwarts of it they were missing the school aspects of it they were missing you know the the mystery you know you know of things that happen at hogwarts and you know the different you know house rules and you know the different houses and you know It's just like sure, like they were elements in there that were magical, but I just think the core audience, the Potterheads, really love the idea of the educational aspect of it. Yeah. And and, you know, you have, you know, you have, you know, the Dark Lord, Lord Voldemort. It's just to me, it's just kind of like. There, what, who was the villain? Like Grindelwald was like three different people. Re- honestly, like Colin Farrell, to me, will, should have just remained.
1: Yeah, they should have brought Colin Farrell back to play Grindelwald after Johnny Depp had to step away. Mm-hmm. Not that Madge Mickelson did a bad job. No, Madge actually did a really good job, but it's just like yeah, you essentially have three different actors playing the same character across three movies. It, it feels very disconnected.
0: Yes. It feels disconnected. You're, I don't like, I don't know. So, the idea of them doing a television series based on HBO Max, are you for or against it? Like, I know that you enjoy Harry Potter. You love reading, so I'm curious your thoughts on this. Like, I have some rules that I want. I want some things that I want. I don't want, I don't want, uh, J.K. Rowling's not going to be the showrunner, and we're not even going to talk about the controversy surrounding uh, J.K. Rowling because that's not what we do here. Like, we can let other people talk about that stuff. All I care about is, is this worthy for me to spend, you know, 10 and 12 hours watching, you know, per season? So, I'm, I'm curious your thoughts, Scott.
1: Uh, I got a weird relationship with Harry Potter these days because, yeah, like when I was still a teenager, I loved Harry Potter a lot. It got me back into reading a lot more often. I loved that world. I immersed myself into it. I love the movies. I was a total Potterhead, like you could say. But recently with the way the Wizarding World has expanded and has had stuff added and removed from it and the way... J.K. Rowan has kind of just been uh, putting herself out there. It's kind of just made me want more disassociated with the the franchise. It's not one that I've been wanting to come back to as badly as before, and this doesn't really do a whole lot to move that needle for me. Like Maybe if they get some really impressive talent on board to write, direct, and Really big names to act in, that I'd be interested, but just uh, the concept alone as oh, we're just going to redo the story you've already seen or read, and we're just going to do it and stretch it out to a, a full length TV series that that just does not sound super appealing to me personally.
0: Mm-hmm. Because it's, because because it's just going to be kind of like a rehash of like things you've already seen
1: for the most part. Yeah, like. I, i love the idea of going through something and not knowing what to expect but right. because this is a story i've already read multiple times and i've already watched multiple times unless they break away and do an unfaithful adaptation an unfaithful an unfaithful adaptation where they change the story i'm already gonna kind of know what to expect you know you see how it's like a there's like a no win situation they either need to take what people already expect and then like change it mm-hmm. and that's going to make everybody mad or they just do a straight up faithful adaptation but it's like well it's a story I've already seen and I'm not super interested in seeing it again
0: mhm i mean i definitely understand like i definitely get like kind of where you're at with that um and it's very it's like because you have those films that are beloved by so many and like a lot of, a lot of kids are kind of getting into the books now and they're getting into the films and you're going to constantly have the, the, you know, the, the new, new people are going to be brought into the wizarding world. And like, here's an opportunity to kind of like, you know, you know, bridge that's, the because it's been, and 20 that's
1: years. the thing about a remake. I, I am in favor of a remake. If, like the originals that they're trying to update are in need of like a visual update or some sort of technological update. But those movies, even though there are some parts of Harry Potter that were cut out here and there to streamline it for a TV or not TV, but a movie length for the most part, those are still very watchable movies. Like even the very first one, uh, the Christopher Columbus one, that's still like a really good movie with great visual and set design good music good acting even though a lot of the characters are kids it's still a very watchable movie and as you go through the whole series while you can nitpick things here and there they're still all very watchable none of them really drop the ball in quality they all look good they all sound good like there's i don't think there's a reason to really update them
0: I, not, my problem, my problem with the, the Fantastic Beast movies and you know the Final Couple movies, um, is David Yates. I thought I thought that he like, like I think he did a really good job with Part One and Part Two of Deathly Hollows, but the films, the two films that he did before that, like to me, they were the weakest of the the series. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like he did all the Fantastic Beast films. I just always thought that they should have brought someone else in, you know, for the Fantastic Beast. Um could can he shoot the material? Yeah. Could he could he get up, bring up performances? Yeah. But he doesn't have a point of view. Like like you know what I'm saying? Like like if I'm watching if I'm watching Prisoner of Azkaban, which is like like I really enjoyed Prisoner of Azkaban. Basket- yeah. It's basketball. honestly
1: one of my favorite of the movies. I yeah, don't. Because, it's not my Al- favorite Al- book, but the movie th- that might be one of my favorite of them.
0: Because mm-hmm, Alfonso Cuarón like had like a vision, and he had like a point of view. Like he was like very interested in the world, but he wanted to kind of I would say like throw his own junk into it. But he made it more visually appealing in certain aspects. The editing of it, like to me, like the, the it's kind of got complacent. Like, I, I think what Christopher Columbus did was really good. He kind of, like, established everything, the look, the feel, the tone. And then when Alfonso came in, he kind of, like, really made things a little bit more gritty, a little, a little bit more tongue-in-cheek, but kind of, like, scary at the same time. You know, bringing Gary Oldman in as Sirius Black was interesting. And then you had uh, Mike Ni- – I think it was Mike Nichols. Was it Mike Nichols who did Goblet of Fire? Like, Goblet of Fire is my favorite because of the ending. So, uh mm-hmm but then you get you get David Yates and to me just kinda, it's just kind of it's kind of just like
1: boring yeah it doesn't have as much flair to it
0: like New Orleans I think it's in like Nichols. but uh but yeah like to me to me like you know it'll be interesting to see kind of what they do because i i think at some point i don't know if i'll like to, there there's things that they can do with it you know there there's a lot of things that they can do with you know this as you know being serialized you no know, i do want to see kind of what they do with lord voldemort like i do want to kind of see what they do you know it'd be interesting to watch you know these characters grow again but unless they get like a like unless they get someone like who it, it can be faithful to um the material um like they need to br- they need to bring someone from game of thrones or last of us to be the showrunner
1: that would be interesting i actually be uh it kind of goes without saying like they need to bring like a really big top ta- top name talent into the writer's room like that that that's definitely one direction they could take it in
0: so like I just think unless they, unless they unless they get um, unless they get something like that I'm I I don't know if I'll be as interested I think I think I'd come around to it at some point but I don't know like I'm kind of like I'm for it but I'm not like in love with the idea I want J.K. Rowling to be writing more books so I don't know that's just my thoughts of it. Um, I don't know, any, any, any other thoughts on the wizarding world of Harry Potter before we, uh, we jump into some Star Wars
1: news? No, I think we can move on. It's kind of just a a wait and see game at the moment.
0: So Star Wars Celebration is happening and... We are going to be getting three new Star Wars movies. Kyle, did you see or hear what is going to be happening with these Star Wars films?
1: So I did see that one of the announcements was Daisy Ridley is going to be coming back to play Rey in uh like a post uh post episode nine movie. Um, and I believe what would what were the you're, other you're breaking up. Kind of- Oh yeah, sorry, uh-huh. but I do. I did see that one of them was Daisy Ridley was coming back for like a post episode nine movie. Um, but I'm not too familiar what the other mm-hmm. two were supposed to be.
0: So um, from StarWars.com today, Luke, during Lucasfilm Studio Showcase Star Wars Celebration in Europe 2023, Lucasfilm President Kathleen Kennedy announced that there will be three new live action Star Wars films. Um, Helming the movies are James Mangold. Logan, Indiana Jones, and Dial of Destiny. Dave Filoni, uh, the person behind The Mandalorian, Ashoka, and Academy Award and Emmy Award winning director Charmaine Obey Chinoy, the person behind Miss Marvel and Saving Face. James Mangold's movie will go back to The Dawn of the Jedi, which I think is super interesting,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: while Dave Filoni's will focus on The New Republic and close out the interconnected stories told in The Mandalorian, and uh, The Book of Boba Fett, and Ashoka, and other Disney Plus series. And then Charmaine Obey Chinois film will be set after the events of Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker and will feature Daisy Ridley back as Rey as she builds a new Jedi Order. I am completely bored with these announcements.
1: <laughs> I will say the James Mangold one sounds yeah. interesting. That, that actually sounds like we'd be doing something new with Star Wars. The other two, though, uh, I don't know. We'll see. Um, the Dave Filoni, like, uh, end of the Mandalorian type one, maybe could be good. Uh, I have enjoyed a lot of what the Dave Filoni's been doing over there on Disney+. Plus. Um, I'm hoping that if, if it can at least match the quality of what he's been doing over there for the most part... Then I'm sure it'll be good but I don't know we' we'll, it's it's hard because I'm kind hey, of I I'm, I'm in a weird spot with Star Wars right now like I'm very picky about what they do with projects
0: I think I think of all the projects that they have announced today the only one that will see the light of day is Dave Filoni's. um and because and here's the reason they have the Patty Jenkins they have the the uh, who who was the who is the guy that that directed? Oh, Ryan Johnson was going to have a series of films. You know, they've they've announced a lot of films that come. Yeah, don't
1: forget they were going to have the Game of Thrones showrunners do a Star Wars thing.
0: That's right, and then <laughs> Zach Snyder pitched a uh, Star Wars uh, series of films, and that's why he's doing Rebel Moon. Um, I don't know. Like to me, the only one that makes sense, the only one that I see going forward will be the Dave Filoni one, and then after that, they are. Uh, the Daisy Ridley one, but to me, like the the what most interesting of the three would be James Mangold, you know, you know, talking about, you know, the dawning of the, the Force and Dawning of the, the Jedi and the Jedi Order. That's interesting. But like every like the day I don't I don't really watch I watch the Obi-Wan series and I hear Andor's really great and I really do need to get caught up on I really do want to watch Andor. I, I did like Kenobi. I don't understand why everyone hates on Kenobi. I, maybe maybe you hate on Kenobi. And you can tell me why, Kyle. Kenobi's but, uh, trash.
1: If really, you think so? Why is that? Okay, it's not the worst that I've ever saw, but the 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 concept really did not meet the uh, expectations that were set. Uh, as much as I like. Uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, I, I feel like they really just kind of put him in the backseat, and we're like, all right, we're gonna have uh, young princess Leia run around and cause shenanigans, and we're gonna have some wacky shenanigans here and there. I, I don't know, it just really did not do justice to the long-awaited Obi Wan Kenobi show that has been talked about for like decades. I feel like.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I can see that. It was kind of like Home Alone meets Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, but the, the, I don't know, like, I don't, I don't, I've, wa- I, I've only watched an episode of the book of Boba Fett. I've only watched an episode of the Mandalorian. I really, I really don't, uh, you know, I, I've been super turned off from Star Wars since, uh, The Last Jedi. And then it was kind of like, you know. You know, they you know, like the casket was lowered into the, you know into the grave with the rise of Skywalker um for me on Star Wars, so to speak. Um, and so, like nothing I, I'm not excited for, you know, a continuation of Ray Skywalker, is that her name now? Um,
1: yeah, you know, um, the Ray Skywalker, the, the person who only knew the Skywalkers for a couple of days, but you know, it's, it's fine.
0: <laughs> um, but like, yeah, like no, no, like, like I said, like, I, I think that the Dave Filoni one will happen for sure. Um, I just, you know, like they could have, they could have announced like Knights of the Old Republic. That'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they could, uh, they could have, uh, announced like a solo two um
1: yes I'd know, be I'd be into that.
0: Like continuation of like Han Solo, you know, with the person that played Han Solo. Um you know, they could have they could have they could have you know, done a Lando film or a Lando television series. Um but like none of these announcements to me really like James Mangold is a phenomenal director. I think what he did with Logan and I think what he's doing with uh with uh Indiana Jones and Dallas Destiny, I mm-hmm. think like just wonderful things. What a great filmmaker! You know, I I I really hope that he directs Swamp Thing or anything else in the DC universe. Yeah, but nothing, nothing, none of this stuff is uh is uh, uh blowing my skirt up, as they would say in uh, as Charlton Heston said in True uh, Lies. <laughs> like nothing, nothing, like nothing's nothing's got me excited. You know, like, I don't like I don't the, care. the thing
1: with Star Wars is more often than not, they, they're playing everything so safe after The Last Jedi, and it's kind of diminished the quality of a lot of the projects. Like, even if things are fine, it, it just feels worse than that because you know, Star Wars is capable of being much better than just fine. And so, oh. I find it really hard to get excited for a lot of these Star Wars projects when it's just like, oh, yeah, we're just going to be doing more of The Mandalorian or we're going to be we're going to be doing more of Ray Skywalker. It's a, give me something new. We want to know what one of the most interesting and exciting Star Wars things in recent time has been. Star Wars Visions. A whole bunch know. of short stories across different time periods and different sections of the Star Wars universe. There's a whole bunch of short stories and it was great. Let's do more new stuff in Star Wars. I don't
0: I don't I don't I I agree with you. I I, I think that I think that uh, they've been after the last Jedi. Uh, it was clear they didn't have like a vision for like where these films were gonna go, um, and so that's why you get the last Jedi. Which like I just don't understand why you do that to Luke Skywalker. Like I don't know why you hate fuck Skywalker like that. Like Luke Skywalker, like that. So uh, I don't know. It's interesting. Like I said, there's nothing in like anything there. Like, and and, I I guess I'd like to see who is in like the uh, the James Mangold film if it ever gets made. I'd like to see who's in the uh, the Dave Filoni stuff. Like, maybe I'll go see the Dave Filoni stuff. I just don't know if I'm interested to go see the Ray the Ray thing. Like, and it's not has nothing to do with her being a girl. It's just like.
1: Where where does this no, character? It, 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 they dropped the ball of her so hard in the Rise of Skywalker that I'm just like not interested in seeing that character ever again. Yeah, she she is such a nothing person now that I'm, like I just don't care what she does after the events of that movie. <laughs> I don't care that she's rebuilding the the Jedi Order. Like I don't, I just don't care.
0: Um, do you want to talk some DC news before we call it a? Call it a, a, a day on this uh, episode 20 of Lords of Film.
1: Yeah, we can touch on that. Because there, there, there's actually oh. some interesting stuff going on over there right now.
0: Do you have anything you want to add before I throw in uh, my, uh, my little tidbit?
1: No, I think we're good.
0: Um, there's uh, So apparently from uh, Jeff Snyder on the Hot Mike podcast, there's going to be a total of 25 projects. Across film, television, animation, that James Gunn is working on with Ooh. Peter Safran for the first phase of this new DC universe, and so so let me read you uh, some uh, James Gunn new Superman uh, legacy movie is rumored to feature some popular DC Comics characters as the DC EU is being phased out. The new DC universe is getting ready to launch. Peter Safran and Gunn announced in late January that, you know, there's, we talked about what what was all going on with, um, you know, Gods and Monsters. Um, According to Jeff Snyder on the Hot Mike podcast, three core players are said to be part of Superman Legacy. legacy, Supposedly, Lois Lane, Jimmy Olsen, and Lex Luthor will appear in the film. And uh, Warner Brothers and DC Studios have yet to comment on the rumor. The thing I'm told is that Lois Lane, Jimmy Olsen, and Lex Luthor are all in the movie. Hmm. Um, so, pretty uninteresting. Tell me who the villain is. That's who I'm care That's who yeah. i want I
1: want to see, see Brainiac. Yeah, please don't just make Alan. Lex Luthor the villain. <laughs> We've seen enough Lex Luthor. It was a give Brainiac me, or give... Metallo or something like that.
0: Brainiac, Metallo, Mr. Mitzelplex, um, Parasite. Give me something other than Lex Luthor as the villain and a land scheme.
1: Here's an idea. Not General Zod, Captain Todd. I don't know who Captain Todd is. Are you being funny? I am being funny right now. I don't know who captured it. It's a Kryptonian war general. That's not a general. He's a captain. <laughs> but uh, I, I have been hearing him talk about Superman a bit here and there, and it, it seems like he is dedicated to not just retreading an already done concept. So there, I'm, I'm hopeful that he, he's not going to make a mistake like that.
0: I, I really want. Like I said, I don't want to see General Zod. I don't want to see them rehash Krypton. I don't want, I really, and honestly, like, the only thing I really need to see from the Superman is a new villain. And I would like to see Paul Kent still alive. And him being, you know, more inspiring this time around instead of the last time where, you know, Paul Kent was like, hey, you know,
1: you're a hero. You should not save people because saving people could risk your identity getting revealed. Yes,
0: definitely <laughs> you know, you know, maybe, maybe change someone's flat tire, you know, um if you see a cat in a tree, maybe maybe cuts on some limbs, uh you know, if someone lost power, you just you just wheel over a generator, definitely don't save anyone from a burning building or a capsized boat, and then uh, you know. Just keep it like that. Keep a kosher. Just keep it low-key, Clark. So, um, I, I really do, like I said, like, and all jokes aside, like I really do want to see Paul Kent to remain alive. I'd like to see I like to see a a little bit funner of a is that even a word? Um just a little bit more inspirational Superman. Someone, and I really, love, I'm, I'm, I, I enjoy Man of Steel. I enjoy Man of Steel. I, I, I thought that the their mistake with Man of Steel is been to follow up Man of Steel with Man of Steel two and kind of, and kind of give us you know the classic tones that we come to become familiar with in regards to the character of Kal El Superman Clark Kent. Um, those are just my thoughts. Yeah, Obviously, I agree. Gonna be Lois and Lex Luthor. Are gonna be in the film. Like clearly, that's gonna be a thing. Um, I, I I'm I'm interested to see where he goes. I'm I'm real interested to see kind of what he does, who he casts um, in the roles. I I hope that he goes for an interest more interesting uh, version of Lex Luthor. I think I think the idea of Lex Luthor being you know like a Mark Zuckerberg type, you know like it's it's a little dated and to me it was a little dated then even though i do like jesse eisenberg as lex luthor i thought he brought something interesting to the role i just thought the that idea was a little you know dated even for you know 2015 2016 so uh but yeah i want a new villain i i you know like you know like the that you know what's that uh What's that band, the 80s band, where like I want a new drug? Give me a new villain in Superman. So uh any any other thoughts, Kyle?
1: I do find it interesting that a lot of what we've talked about in this episode so far is let's stop doing the same things over and over again. Let's do new stuff. <laughs> that's yes. been like that's been like our <laughs> fit in on every project we've talked about so far. <laughs> Give me something
0: a little bit more interesting this time around.
1: You listening, Hollywood? We want new stuff. Stop giving us the same schlock over and over again.
0: Well, and it's not even that. Like, I want the, I want, I want the classic beats and the, like, the tone. Honestly, like, I, I honestly, what I really want in my next Superman film is Dick Donner, you know, tonally, with Zack Snyder action and mm-hmm. new villains
1: that would be like a 10 out of 10 Superman movie right there.
0: You know what I'm saying? Like if, if they can, if he can pull that off with a a really good story, you know, um, and give us, and give us something a little bit more interesting. You know, I, I really love Man of Steel and I really love Superman the movie. I think the first 30 minutes of Man of Steel is probably the best first 30 minutes of any comic book film. You know, down stuff, we've rehashed man of steel so many times the problem i have with the film is the ending um you know the last 30 minutes or so like to me just a little too destructive a little and like i don't know and like i really thought that where they were gonna go and like the the next kind of like man of steel 2 was kind of like all right so we see what the what the fans like they dislike let's let's kind of like Diminish the things that, that they didn't really care for, and let's really strengthen and uplift those things that they really do want to see. And uh, that's not what they did. And, you know, we didn't finally get like a classic Superman of, you know, the, the Snyderverse era till Zack Snyder's Superman or success, Snyder's, <laughs> Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yep. But like, even that wasn't like classic because he was in like the black suit. So. I don't know. Like, those are just like, I just like, I like bring in, bring in the, bring, bring me the, uh, bring me the, uh, Dick Donner feel, you know, the, you know, bright colors, very Americana. Um, give me, give me the, uh, give me the action of Zack Snyder and then, uh, throw some like interesting villains in there. I'm, that's what I'm hoping for. I don't want him to go like super crazy. Like I don't want to see I don't see like uh, like I think Mr. Mitzelplex is as crazy as you can go because right. remember it's the first it's the first it's the first the first one has to work. It's the first film so there's a lot of pressure on James to kind of deliver. So we'll see what happens. we'll see what happens uh, anything else that we need to talk about discuss like we had three th- interesting topics to speak about today.
1: I mean, there's always stuff we could talk about, but I think we've uh, done a pretty good variety of stuff in this episode for, for today.
0: Yeah, so, uh, I mean, we could have talked about, you know, how lawmakers are requesting the Department of Justice to investigate the Warner Brothers Discovery merger for harming <laughs> workers and reducing consumer voices.
1: Oh, dear.
0: <laughs> could have talked about that. Maybe that will be the next episode of Lords of Film. uh in another year. So for episode 20 of Lords of Film, make sure that you're following me on uh, Twitter at Batman Shanlin. Shanlin, and you can follow Kyle on Twitter at Looting Kyle. And that's going to be it for episode 20. Thank you. Peace.